In this podcast, we'll be talking about another disease known as infective endocarditis. So, infective endocarditis is defined as an endovascular infection of the cardiovascular structures by the microbes. So, the microbes can affect any of the cardiovascular structures like the heart walls or the atrial or ventricular endocardium or any large intrathoracic vessels or any foreign bodies which are in the heart like the prosthetic walls or the pacemakers okay and the causative organism also may be uh, it can be a bacteria it can be a fungus or chlamydia or rickettsia but the most common bacteria to uh, most common organism to cause uh, these are bacteria okay so now uh, let's go to uh, classification of infective endocarditis uh, infective endocarditis according to it, uh, this uh, time clinical course uh, can be acute or subacute according to the causative organism it can be bacterial viral chlamydial or rickettsial uh, other than that according to the nature of wall we call it as a native or prosthetic if it affects the native wall we call it native endocarditis or it can be a prosthetic endocarditis and it can also be a left sided endocarditis endocarditis if it affects the left wall and right sided endocarditis if it affects the right wall okay so uh, what are the predisposing factors which leads to infective endocarditis so first of all the most common predisposing factor which leads to valvular lesion uh, to infective endocarditis is valvular lesion any valvular lesion like mitral regurgitation aortic regurgitation aortic stenosis or mitral stenosis is the most common predisposing factor for infective endocarditis amongst which the mitral regurgitation has the maximum risk uh, to cause infective endocarditis other than this some congenital heart disorders like the ventricular septal defect or uh, any congenital cyanotic disease like tetralogy of fallot or iv drug abuse this is a non cardiovascular iv drug abuse uh, which can cause a right sided endocarditis than the left side other than that the most important uh, fact another important factor to development to the development of endocarditis Uh, are the conditions that lead to bacteremia that is the transient bacteremia from any cause may lead to infective endocarditis so how can transient bacteremia occur so first of all any surgical procedures from different sources like any uh, surgical procedure like tonsillectomy or adenoidectomy uh, involving respiratory mucosa or invasive procedure of the respiratory tract so because of this there can be bacteremia other than this Uh, any uh, dental procedures in which there is handling of the gingival tissue or the periapical region of the teeth or perforation of the oral mucosa is also can cause um, transient bacteremia uh, and other surgeries of gastroenterology genital urinary tract and skin and musculoskeletal system are also included in this so uh, transient bacteremia can also cause infective endocarditis okay now uh, let's talk about which organisms are most common to cause this uh, so for Acute infective endocarditis the most common organism to cause is staphylococcus aureus for sub acute it is staphylococcus viridans okay according to valve the nature of valve which is affected if the native valve is affected then it is most commonly streptococcus viridans and if the prosthetic valves are affected it is most commonly coagulase negative staphylococci okay Other than this, this is just some information. Overall, most common we talk uh, in IV drug abuse is Staphylococcus aureus. Most common on right side is Staphylococcus aureus, but most common on left side is Enterococci in IV drug abuse. Uh, then, 
okay so this is done now let us talk about the pathogenesis of infective endocarditis so first of all like see in acute endocarditis in uh, acute infective endocarditis there is the infect the, there is infection of the normal heart wall as well as damaged ones but in subacute ones the already damaged walls are affected so the uh, mechanism by which it affect the normal valve is not uh, uh, clearly understood but if the valves are damaged by the microorganism then we have the mechanism so uh, we'll talk about that so first there is endocardial damage or injury to the um, in the endocardium then uh, the platelets and everything gets uh, aggregated there and there is formation of a sterile thrombus there now there is transient bacteremia because of which there is adherence of microorganism to the sterile thrombus and therefore the microorganisms gain access to the circulation and gets deposited to the sterile vegetation now the thrombi which was sterile got infected so there is infection of thrombi which has taken place now these uh, thrombi get proliferated now organism in the thrombi get proliferated everywhere within the vegetations okay so now here uh, the vegetations are formed on the valves there is a risk of emboli okay so these vegetation may get detached and form an infective emboli and which causes spread of infection to the visceral organs such as kidney spleen brain or any which can result in infarction or abscess and also they they can cause uh, infection in the artery artery itself causing arteritis which causes leakiness in the arterial wall which leads to mitotic aneurysms okay uh, other than this one another uh, peculiar feature is in the endo, infective endocarditis there is a deposition of immune complexes okay so because of this transient bacteria there is anti antibody uh, this and they may form an immune complex which which produce glomerulonephritis hematuria then vasculitis etc okay uh, now we'll talk about the investigations which we'll do in case of infective endocarditis the clinical features and the signs of infective endocarditis are left which we will do uh, after some time so uh, first uh, what is the aim of the investigation we have to confirm the diagnosis of infective endocarditis also we have to identify which is the causative organism for appropriate therapy and also we have to see the patient's response to the therapy so first of all as there is transient bacteria uh, in most of the cases so we'll take blood culture so blood cultures are a very crucial investigation in infective endocarditis to identify the positive microorganism and to guide the antibiotic therapy now at least three sets of blood samples should be taken from different sites over 24 hours before commencing therapy okay other than blood cultures we could also take serological tests uh, if there is suspicion of diagnosis and the cultures are negative now some there is something called culture negative infective endocarditis in which there are some organism which will not grow in blood cultures like coxiella bartonella legionella and chlamydia but they are they can be detected by serological test okay then we'll do an ecg ecg will help to detect complications such as conduction abnormalities and uh, there can be myocardial uh, infarction due to emboli as i said emboli can get detached from the wall and cause uh, any systemic uh, infarction or abscess then we, we can also go with an chest x-ray chest x-ray will uh, show the evidence of cardiac failure if any cardiomegaly or pulmonary edema if there is left sided disease or in right sided disease we could see pulmonary emboli or abscess then uh, echocardiography is a uh, very important uh, in the case of infective endocarditis at is it is used to identify the presence and size of vegetations uh, also to assess the valve damage abscess formation and detect the intracardiac complication okay uh, so we can go with a transthoracic echocardiography or a trans esophageal echocardiography 
बट द फर्स्ट लाइन इमेजिंग टेस्ट इज दी ट्रांस थोरेसिक कार्ड इकोकार्डियोग्राफी विच हैज सेंसिटिविटी ऑफ सिक्सटी टू सेवेंटी फाइव परसेंट एंड कैन बी यूज फॉर डेमोन्स्ट्रेटिंग वेजिटेशन वेदर देर इज वेलुलर डिस्फंक्शन वेदर देर इज एनी डिस्फंक्शन वेंटिकुलर फंक्शन और एनी एप्स ओके देन वी कैन गो हेड विद एन कंप्लीट ब्लड काउंट दैट इज सी बी सी विच मे शो एंड नॉर्मोसाइटिक नॉर्मोक्रोमिक अनिमिया एंड ऑल्सो इंक्रीज डब्ल्यू बी सी काउंट ड्यू टू बैक्टेरिया एंड ऑल देन ड्यू टू ग्लोमेरुलन एफ्राइटिस एज दूरियन क्रेडिनिन कैन इंक्रीज सो विल गो एंड गो विथ यूरियन क्रेडिनिन टेस्ट ऑल्सो ऑल्सो द इन्फ्लामेटरी मार्कर्स लाइक द ई एस आर एंड द सी आर पी दीज आर ऑल्सो ऑब्जर्व बिकॉज दे हेल्प इन मॉनिटरिंग रिस्पॉन्स टू द थेरेपी विद इन बैक्टेरिया इज गेटिंग रिड्यूस ऑन नॉट ओके सो so now for uh, diagnosis after investigations uh, we for the diagnosis of infective endocarditis there is something called as modified dukes criteria which has some major criteria as well as minor criteria so we'll talk about them uh, the first major criteria is the evidence of microorganism consistent with infective endocarditis for this to prove we need at least two blood cultures positive of typical organisms that is staphylococcus aureus streptococcus viridans streptococcus gallulaticus like at least two blood cultures positive of typical organisms or at least uh, one blood culture positive or uh, igg titer positive of coxiella burnetii this is one which does not come in the blood culture or there should be persistent bacteria like uh, two blood culture should come positive uh, within 12 separated by 12 hours out of these three there should be uh, at least one which will give an evidence of microorganism consistent with infective endocarditis so this is one major criteria the second major criteria is the evidence of the endocardial involvement on the echocardiogram so uh, on the echocardiogram there should be uh, seen vegetations uh, which are oscillating intracardiac mass on a mass on a wall or implanted on any wall or any abscess or any new partial dehiscence of prostatic wall okay these were the major two major criteria then there are five minor criteria out of which is uh, first is there is history of predisposing factor that is as uh, we spoke about rheumatic heart disease or arthritis other than this there uh, second minor criteria is fever greater than 38 degrees celsius then the third minor criteria is the immune phenomena and the fourth is the vascular events we'll talk about the immune phenomena and vascular events in some time and the fifth is uh, the microbiologic evidence including the single culture positive but it is not meeting the major criteria so uh, this can also be counted as a minor criteria okay so the five minor criteria are uh, a predisposing factor that is rhd or iv drug abuse fever greater than 38 degrees celsius then presence of an immunological phenomena presence of an vascular event or a single blood culture positive which is not satisfying the major criteria these are the five minor criteria okay so any uh, so uh, for the definitive diagnosis of infective endocarditis we need any two major criteria to be fulfilled or one major plus three minor or all five minor so any two major criteria or one major plus three minor For all the five minor, if they are present, then we can say that it is a definitive case of infective endocarditis. Okay, so now, uh, in as we saw the um, uh, minor minor criteria in uh, was uh, one of one of the most immune phenomena. 
So what is the immune phenomenon? So what happens is due to consistent bacteremia, there is antigen-antibody reaction all over the body as I said. So uh, in immune phenomena, the RA factor in the body becomes positive. Then there is presence of rot, rot spot. What are rot spots? Due to this immune complex uh, reaction, there is vasculitis and this occurs in the retina. So morphologically, uh, there, are these, there are oval hemorrhagic margins with pale centers like this. Uh, uh, hemorrhages are seen in the retina on fundoscope. Okay. Then uh, we have Osler nodes. These are also due to the immune complex deposit in periphery and in the periphery like fingertips, palms or soles. These are present on the fingertip, palms or soles and they are on morphology. They are, they are seen as red, tender, palpable nodes. And the fourth one, immunological phenomenon is glomerulonephritis. So, uh, the RA factor positive, then the rot spot on the retina, the ostler nodes on the periphery that is fingertips, palms and soles, and the glomerulonephritis. These, these are the immune phenomena. Talking about the vascular events. Why, why will vascular events occur? So, this is a complication of infective endocarditis due to embolization of the embolization of the uh, thromba or the vegetation. So first of all, the, the emboli can go and uh, 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 impact the major artery, uh, major artery, uh, which can cause a major arterial emboli, and cause a stroke or brain abscess or spleen abscess if it comes from the left side. Okay. Then it can cause a septic pulmonary infarct if it comes from the right side. It can if the uh, the vegetation is on the right side, it can cause a pulmonary infarct. If it is on the left side, it can cause a systemic infarct like stroke, brain abscess, and spleen abscess. Then, if it affects the artery itself, like the emboli gets attached to the artery itself, so it can cause a mycotic aneurysm. So, it, the embolization into artery wall uh, causes mycotic aneurysm. It looks like a fungi. The aneurysm looks like a fungi, so therefore it is called mycotic. Other than this, the, it has nothing to do with fungi. Then, uh, it can cause a hemorrhagic stroke. Uh, like this, this mycotic aneurysm gets ruptured in the brain. The patient could undergo a hemorrhagic stroke. Now what happens is in the blood vessel walls there is uh, there is formation of microabscesses sometimes because of which there is increased permeability of the vessel and there is RBC leakage. So red blood cells leak out from the capillaries and it goes into the mucosa and then uh, these mu uh, mucosal lysed uh, uh, RBCs uh, show a sign called as conjunctival petechiae. We call them conjunctival petechiae and the same RBC uh, leaked RBC in the skin are called as Janeway lesions. Janeway lesions are present on the palms and soles, but these are red, non-palpable and non-tender. Uh, uh, but the Osler's node were red, tender and palpable, whereas Janeway lesions are red, non-palpable and non-tender. These are present on palms and soles. They were present on the fingers, tip of the fingers and all. Okay. Uh, so these were the vascular events. That is the major arterial emboli, septic pulmonary infarct, mycotic aneurysm can occur. If the aneurysm get ruptured, hemorrhagic shock can occur, conjunctival petechiae can occur, and Janeway lesions can occur. Now let's talk about the management of infective endocarditis. So for medical treatment, the blood should be collected for cultures before starting the empirical antibiotic therapy. However, this should not uh, be, uh, delay the therapy in unstable patients. Okay. So if the source of the infection is identified, it should be removed as soon as possible. Like if there is uh, example, for example, if the, there is a tooth with an apical abscess, and it is the cause for the infective endocarditis, then it should be first extracted. Then the empirical treatment regimen should be applied. So, uh, according to the organism, there are different drugs which we give. First is the, uh, when uh, there is infective endocarditis, which is awaiting for culture report. 
and there is no suspicion of streptococci. So for these patients, we gave uh, benzyl penicillin IV for four to six weeks plus gentamicin IV that also for two to six weeks. Hmm? Then uh, for suspected staphylococcal endocarditis, we can give vancomycin IV for six weeks uh, plus gentamicin IV for one to two, one to two weeks. Uh, in streptococci, uh, which are highly sensitive to penicillin, we can give benzyl penicillin for IV for four weeks or ceftriaxone IV for four weeks. Then uh, for the staphylococcal endocarditis, which is methicillin sensitive, sensitive, we can give cloxacillin uh, two gram four hourly or cefazolin uh, or flu, uh, flucloxazolin. Okay, plus gentamicin is a mandatory. Then uh, for candida infections, we could give amphotericin B up to four weeks for up to four weeks. Coxiella burniti infection, we'll give doxycycline twice daily with either uh, hydroxychloroquine or rifampicin or rifampin then uh, can we so what is the prognosis of uh, infective endocarditis it is fatal in about 20% patient and uh, and the and the patients who have prosthetic heart walls it is uh, very uh, the risk is very higher uh, mortality risk in those patients so what are the indications for surgical treatment in infective endocarditis so first of all uh, if there is endocarditis of the prosthetic wall, we should directly go for surgery. If the vegetations are very large, like uh, more than 15 mm, or like if they are left-sided large vegetation more than 10 mm, but with an episode of an em uh, embolization has occurred, or if there is progressive cardiac failure due to valvular damage and the uh, heart is undergoing a progressive cardiac failure now, or due to an acute active infection which is persisting, that is the uh, fever and the bacteremia for greater than 7 to 10 days, in spite of the antibiotic treatment or if there is abscess formation uh, due to staphylococcus aureus and fungal endocarditis etc so these are the indication for surgical treatment in infective endocarditis okay so this was uh, all about infective endocarditis thank you